G'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and sorry I wasn't here yesterday, even though I said I was going to be. I forgot that I wasn't going to be. But at least I remembered to turn up today. Anyway, uh, how are car sales going in these uh, difficult times, and what does this tell us about uh, the way the world's recovering generally? Uh, is tech sector the sector to be in? And um, some exciting tours uh, to announce, forthcoming tours. But before any of that, uh, the All Blacks currently on tour, of course, sort of, um, getting a bit of flack. What an unimpressive week it's been for the All Blacks and the fans. I mean, the whole All Black experience. This is a country with a nasty little underbelly. It is true that fans of most sports globally are fairly short on loyalty and calling for sackings as a sport in and of itself. And it's also true to say that what the All Blacks have been up to these past couple of weeks has been less than fantastic. But faith is for the long haul. Loyalty is about the good days as well as the bad. And what we have seen this week is pretty low rent. Sam Kane had a crack at some of the critics yesterday. Personally, I wouldn't have, but I don't blame him. I mean, having spent my career in the public eye, you are, of course, open to an ever-increasing series of experts offering you their wisdom and help. Most of them are dickheads who have aspired to little and achieved even less. And so the trick is to see them for what they are and let it slide. Maybe that's where Sam came a bit unstuck. He's new to captaincy, so it got to him in the end. The older heads in the organisation should have got to him, advised him differently, but it is what it is. Are the All Blacks a public property? Yes, they want support. Yes, so there is a relationship to balance there, and part of that is a required or expected dose of success. And when it doesn't come, the heat will follow, yes. But like so much these days, nuance, subtlety and perspective of a bygone era. And so out came the clickbait headlines. It's time for Foster to go, screamed one particularly superficial example. Are you serious? He only arrived last week, as did this year's All Blacks. I mean, man, we're short-sighted. We long for international rugby all year. We pray for a break that will allow them to travel to compete in front of a crowd. And the first thing we do is start calling for sackings. Can we hear ourselves? What the hell's happened to us? God forbid we judge ourselves by the same standards we judge others. Yes, the All Blacks need to pull their finger out and get their act together, but here's the good news. They will. And while they're doing it, a bit of patriotism and loyalty might not go amiss. Yeah, so uh, who's to blame? Who, who should cop more flack? The All Blacks? Sam Kane, Or the fans? And what does Buck Shelford think? He should know. Is it getting worse, do you think, with social media keyboard warriors? We, we feel these days we can say anything we want whenever we want. I think so. I think that um, now that we're, you know, uh, we're living in this technology now that, you know, people are just punching out stuff all the time and sometimes do they really mean it? You know, they don't really think about it. They just put it in and then all of a sudden it's gone. So I think that, um, you know, sometimes they don't really mean it as harshly as what they put out, but... Um, you know, I think that um, sometimes you got to realise it takes a takes a long time to get it to the top, and a lot of pain, and that they get brutally hammered every 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 week. You know, especially when test matches are coming along. Yeah. And we don't have to do that. We just have to sit in the stand, eat bloody pies and uh, chips, <laughs> and watch what they do. You know, <laughs> and then complain if they lose, and <laughs> if they win, we go and get you know absolutely pissed. You know. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Always good to have you on the program. Appreciate it very much, Wayne Shelford. Also, the thing about a lot of these guys are young, and 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 having been through this in the last thirty-eight years in my career, when you it's harder to take when you're younger. Once you get a bit of a thick skin, you couldn't give a monkeys. And I think and the problem with you know difference between this job and of course being an All Black captain, apart from its obvious level of importance to the wider New Zealand psyche, is the fact that uh, you can't be old and be an All Black captain. 
but you can be old and be a talkback host. And also, I, th- I think it's fair to say that Mike's probably copped more criticism over his career than any All Black ever will. Um, just in, just every day before he even leaves the house sometimes. Uh, now, uh, let's have a look at cars. cars. Um, James Shaw wants us to get rid of them, of course, but we don't seem to really want to, given that we like to buy them. It's James Shaw. I think he's trolling me this week. It's Thursday. He's on to a second wacky idea for the week Tuesday. He was still banging on about that damn wealth tax, despite the fact, one, it's not happening, and two, even if it was, it wasn't solving the problem he was claiming it would solve, i.e. the price of houses and first-home buyers trying to get into the market. Now it's cars. Combustion engines, to be precise. He wants them banned. He's not the first. Announcements have been made internationally, not least of which is in Britain overnight, where they're banning the import of um, combustion engines from 2030. It was 2035, and brought it back to 2030. Uh, James sees trouble in the fact that if we don't ban them here as well, they'll dump their product, the POMs will dump their product in our market, and to quote him, we'll be stuffed. Will we? Japan's been dumping their product in our market for years, and we love it. In fact, it's not really been dumping. We've gone out and made the industry out of it. James may not know this, but if you wander around the second-hand car yards of this country, they're full of imports from Japan and Singapore and Malaysia and Britain and South Africa, a few specialist products via America. And guess what? We buy them, buy them willingly and with a certain passion. Why? Because one, they brought the price of cars down, and two, they offer a range of vehicles that might otherwise be unavailable to us. What James fails to get is largely we are driven by price. The average car in this country is well over a decade old, and one one must also never forget the car fleet is owned by some of the most passionate motorists anywhere in the world. We love cars. Old, new, fast, noisy, rare, more cars per head than anywhere in the world outside America. No one wants James's world of cycles and buses and EVs. I mean, obviously some do, but not many, or else we'd be onto it already. And we're not. You see, a cheap new EV, 70 grand, and the bus doesn't come past your door at the time you need it. Banning stuff is the policy of defeat used by megalomaniacs who fail to take the people with them. Come back to me in 2030, nine years' time, and let's see who's right, shall we? I'm just annoyed that he didn't accidentally call him James May like he did the other day, because um, that would have been completely justified there, given that he was talking about cars. You could see how he... Anyway, it didn't happen. Never mind. Um, but I guess, you know, the, the future of transport is uh, reliant mostly on technical advances... This is a desperate segue to get into this next piece of audio, but uh, it started sounding a bit forced, so I decided to draw your attention to it even more than I really needed to. I think Judith Collins was right. She highlighted the tech sector in the election campaign, and no one really does that, and they should, and the government should get behind them more than they are, uh, because we know that the tech sector grew 8.3%. New numbers out yesterday grew 8.3% last year, another $972 million in total revenues. Total revenue is now $12.7 billion after three years of $1 billion plus growth year on year. Why aren't we celebrating this more in this country? Why don't we know more about it? I mean, you look about the wine, and no one loves the wine industry more than I do. But, I mean, the wine industry is $2 billion, which is great. We'll take the $2 billion. Kiwi fruit beats at $3 billion. But you don't hear much about kiwi fruit, or, but the grapes seem to get all the headlines. Tech comes in at almost $13 billion and booming. Got to get behind them. Geez, a lot of money in tech. Um, I can't help because I'm the tech reviewer for the News Talk ZB website. Just go, it's under, under the lifestyle section on the website. Go to the technology page there if you want to see my latest Xbox review, for example. Um, but I don't get paid to do that. I just do it because I like fiddling around with gadgets. I'm just thinking, why? 
can I get some of that 13 billion? That's all I'm saying. Can I just get a slice of that somehow? Uh, we're going to finish up here uh, with um, some exciting tour announcement, uh, announcements. Can you take the excitement, uh, not only this morning have we had the announcement of the first stadium tour uh, post-COVID with Guns N' Roses coming here November next year. It's going to be interesting to see how many more of those because there's a tremendous amount of organisation in place. You've got to be pretty confident that things are going to be up and running and you can perform in front of a crowd. And so they've given themselves a year, which you would have thought is a reasonable amount of time. So a couple of shows in New Zealand and, uh, as far as I can work out, four in Australia. Um, I haven't even got to Kevin Hart yet, which I was watching a little bit of last night on Netflix, which is not a stadium tour. He used to do stadium tours, but he, of course, is in California, so he's stuck in his lounge recording Netflix uh, Netflix specials. But uh, the other big announcement of the morning is, of course, the Wiggles. And we've all gone through the Wiggles phase and the Wiggles are a phenomenon, of course, and they should be taken more seriously than they are. They're, they're literally, in fact, they were in it, but I have no reason to assume that they're no longer the most successful Australian musical act of all time. They've made more money than any other musical act ever to come out of Australia. Would ACDC argue with that? Possibly. But anyway, huh? Yeah, no, they're the biggest music act ever to come out of Australia. They're merchandised up the wazoo. Yeah, that's goes, the thing. I don't think ACDC sell as many kilts no, exactly. as the Wiggles sell feather swords. Feather swords. Okay. I mean, you, you look at the number of feather swords and they're clipping the ticket every single time. Anyway, they're coming to the country. Um, if only Angus accidentally fell asleep a bit more often. Exactly. We're all fruit salad to her. So it's Emma, Lockie, Simon, Anthony. Anthony's the only original left. Uh, but they have got... Captain- I know. Well, yeah, most, I'm going, who are you talking about? Who are these yeah, people? Yeah, precisely. And so our age, we've all been there with our kids. But it was Anthony and the others. Now, Anthony's still there, but Emma, 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 Lockie, Simon. Who's Emma, Lockie, Simon? And everyone who's six years old listening to this program is going, well, what do you mean, who Emma, Lockie, Simon? Aren't there all sorts of weird new colours and things as well? Are there? Are there, I didn't are there think extra ones? I didn't think there were. Well, there's Captain Feathersword, Dorothy's there, Wags the Dog, Henry the Octopus, and there's a new one, and we missed out on this because we had our kids at the wrong stage of life. Shirley Sean the Unicorn. Didn't have Shirley Sean the Unicorn when we were doing Anyway, well, we weren't as diverse and as accepting back <laughs> then, of course. Probably true. Yeah, I had to take the kids to the Wiggles once. Um, it's a hard call, but, but if, in terms of crowd behaviour, not sure whether it was worse at the Wiggles concert or that Ben Harper concert I went to on a Monday night, which went very late. Um, because the, the see, the Ben Harper was also in a theatre, like the Wiggles one was. Uh, but uh, because it was a concert, the bar was open the entire time and you had people coming back from the bar with massive arms full of drinks trying to walk past seats of people sitting watching Ben Harper. I think I'm going to give it to Ben Harper. I think the, the behaviour was worse at Ben Harper than it was at the Wiggles where the average age of the audience was about two and a half. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that was the rewrap. Uh, very random rewrap, so about normal. And we'll be back with another one, just probably just like it tomorrow. See you then.